0: The way I see it, the Carolina Panthers have four big issues to solve on the offensive line this offseason and chief among them is figuring out what to do with Ikiakuanu. We'll do just that right here on Locked On Panthers.
1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where on friday i'll be back to answer your weekly friday mailbag questions gonna be doing that all off season long either at me or dm me but of course follow me on twitter at julian council to get your questions in for tomorrow's edition of the weekly friday mailbag right here on locked on panthers Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, y'all. So I want to do something for the next couple of shows. And I understand the Panthers are looking for a new head coach a new general manager, if there are any significant updates, like Bobby Slowick, the Houston Texans offense coordinator, virtually interviewing on Thursday, I will provide those to you. But right now, we're not quite there yet. Like, there are things going on, but it's really, okay, this guy interviewed, that guy interviewed. Once we get down to the real nitty-gritty and figure out who might be the top candidates, I will get even more into that and get some people on here to talk about it. But right now, I'm thinking about the offseason, and it's an interesting Part of where we're at because there's a coaching search going on, there's a general manager search going on, but also we have questions about all right, what's this roster going to look like in 2024? Like what things can be fixed? And a part of me evaluating what we saw in 2023 and what's heading into 2024 is me looking at certain position groups. And right now, I want to look at the offensive line. There's a couple of issues I see that they have. I think they have four main issues they need to figure out this offseason as they head into 2024. Now, of course, they need to figure out who's going to be the head coach, who's going to be the general manager. All that is obviously paramount before you can really know for sure, if you ever really know it for sure, what's going to happen. But right now, I want to spend some time talking about it because we've spent so much time Energy here in Carolina over the last decade, it feels like talking about the offensive line ad nauseum. And I've heard so many things this offseason about, or this whole season about what the Panthers should do about Kwanu. So it's been an entire episode of Locked On Panthers talking about what they should do with Kwanu this offseason. As we know, the Carolina Panthers allowed 65 sacks this season. Now, not. Every single sack is on the offensive line. Understand that. Sacks are not purely an offensive line stat. The quarterback, Bryce Young. The quarterback, Andy Dalton. Both of those guys had opportunities to get rid of the football to make better decisions. Did not do that. But either way, the Panthers as a team allowed 65 sacks this season. That was tied for the second most in the league. The Washington Commanders. They also had that many. And then the New York Giants. Yikes. Had the most. Bryce Young was sacked 62 times this season which tied the franchise record set by Steve Berline in 2000 let's not repeat that one of the things he debunked about himself this past season was his ability to stay healthy and not get killed all right let's not try that theory out again in 2024 figure out a way to protect him and the best way to do that is by figuring out his blind side that being Iki Ikuanu Iki Ikuanu Brady Christensen Bradley Bozeman Austin Corbett Taylor Moten all of them are under contract next season so it does not make it so simple as blow up the entire offensive line okay got some contracts to figure out got some debt pieces there and it's not like there's always readily available offensive linemen it's a league-wide problem outside of maybe five or six teams and those teams are probably playing this weekend in the divisional round so issue number one of course is what to do with Icky Aquano he played 100 Sorry, 1,148 snaps, so 1,148 snaps this year. Uh, has, that was tied fifth most in the NFL, penalized 12 times. That was tied third most in the NFL. He allowed 11 sacks, third most in the NFL. This is according to Pro Football Focus. There's been some discrepancies, but 11 sacks, that is a lot. He allowed 44 pressures this season. And then looking at Pro Football Focus, his overall grade was a 67.4. He had a 62.3 pass blocking grade and a 77.0 run blocking grade this season. Overall, he rated as the 39th tackle in the NFL out of 83 qualifying tackles. Now, compare that to 2022, where it felt like Icky was pretty solid that this is a guy that you can move forward with into the future as your left tackle. Jordan Gross, the Panthers have been in the wilderness for almost a decade. They finally found your replacement and it's a homegrown kid to boot in Ikiakuanu in 2022. He had a 65.3 overall grade, so that was actually down from what he did this past season. His pass blocking grade was better at 67.5 compared to 62.3 this past season. He had a 64.0 run blocking grade, so that was significantly better this year. But overall grade, still down. His snaps, about the same, had 1,018, and then he had 13 penalties, which is Very close to what he did this past season. Six sacks, which is about half what he had this past year, allowed 27 pressures. He was better. He gave up three of those sacks in the first two weeks of the season. Two of them by hands of Miles Garrett. Then he had one against New York. Then he went 10 straight weeks without giving up a sack. Only six sacks. Not bad, especially for a rookie. But to almost double that and according to some people, triple that in your second year, that is an untenable situation. So what do you do with Ikiakuanu? I've heard a lot of people say, well, you just move him into guard. They say that, but yet they don't really think about the ramifications and all that goes into it, which is why right now I'm going to talk about what goes into it. There are three things that I need to figure out if you're going to move Ikiakuanu into guard. All right, fine. There's people out there, a lot of the scouts believe that he would have been better suited as a guard. Yes, he was a All-American left tackle at NC State. He was an All-ACC left tackle at NC State. Ike Aquano said after the season when asked about his struggles that he feels like he is a left tackle. But Mel Kiper Jr. Vspn.com had him rated right as his top guard that year. And there's plenty of other people who felt that way. And it gets parroted by the Panther fans week in and week out. Every single sack, every single pressure, every single quarterback hit. And I'm kind of just tired of hearing it without there ever being any substance behind it. So here's the substance. If you do that, what are you going to do with Brady Christensen? Brady Christensen has a $1.6 million cap in 2024, the final year of his rookie deal that does not sound like a player that you're going to move off of he's going to be here in Carolina whether he's a starter or a depth piece so potentially you move Icky into left guard it would make sense he's been playing left tackle left guard would be the natural spot to put him in 2022 though Brady Christensen was pretty solid for the Panthers started every game played 965 snaps and 11 penalties not great but only two sacks allowed 17 pressures allowed had a 57.3 overall PFF grade he was the lowest graded offensive lineman among the starters that year he had a 68.8 pass blocking grade which is not bad and in a 53.3 run blocking grade so Brady Christensen people wanted to play left tackle right tackle didn't really get an opportunity to do that much his rookie year then he finally got to be a starter and he was a league average replacement level guard who when you have everybody else healthy he's a player you can work with but with Icky there at left guard you're probably upgrading. So you can move Brady Christensen, and that would be, I think, a solid depth piece for a guy coming off of a a torn bicep. So that makes sense. All right, here's the second thing, though. All right, if it's not getting rid of Brady Christensen, there's another option. Maybe you move on from Austin Corbett, who's coming off of back-to-back knee surgeries. Last year was an ACL. This year is an MCL. There's a new general manager here, probably a new offensive line coach. That's going to play into whether you would want to keep Corbett. He is a good player. When healthy, the problem is he has not been healthy uh, the last year plus and do you really want a guy who's had Two significant knee surgeries uh, in back-to-back years. Now, with Austin Corbett, it's not a lot of flexibility. If you release him or trade him pre-June one, his dead cap is eleven point six million dollars, and you lose one point five million dollars in salary cap space. So that doesn't seem like an option. If you do post June one release or trade, you get three point eight dead cap in twenty four, and then seven point seven in twenty twenty five, and then you get six point two million dollars uh, in salary cap saving. But the problem is, come June one, a lot of the money's already been spent league wide. You've probably you found your offensive lineman. We saw a couple years ago when the Panthers were trying to figure out their offensive line, the first thing they did was sign two of the worst offensive linemen with the first uh, signings, the first few minutes of free agency in Cam Irving and Pat Offline. So you replace it for Corbett don't know if he's going to be there in June. Maybe you just want to save up some money uh, for contract discussions and all that. That could maybe work out. That's something to consider. What are you going to do with Austin Corbett's contract if you want to move Icky into guard? If you want to keep Brady Christensen, who's cheaper, um, there as a starter. Uh, number three. Are you giving up then on Cade Mays and Cheryl Zabala if you're going to do that? You drafted them in back-to-back years. Well, I guess not you because that would not be the head coach who's going to come here or the general manager unless it's Samir Suleiman or Dan Morgan, which is certainly an option. I don't think it's the top option, but it's an option. Are you giving up on those younger players, Cade Mays? not great as far as this season at a 58.3 overall grade according to pro football focus, a 43.0 pass blocking grade, brutal 71.2 run blocking grade, actually not pretty bad at all, but Chandler was was even worse. Fourth round's draft pick. The thought was, Oh, he can play next to Icky potentially could come in and push uh, Bradley or Brady Christensen. Don't think that was ever going to be the case. Cause he had 26.2 overall grade, 7.1 pass blocking grade at 41.5 run blocking grade. He uh, needs a little bit more seasoning. Uh, uh, to be able to go out there and help out the Carolina Panthers in the future as a depth guy or even as a starter. So, looking at it, okay, you can move him to guard, but we can do it with Brady Christensen. Are you going to move off of Austin Corbett. Are you cool with him at right guard? And what does that do to the development? What does it do to some guys you brought in the last couple years years? in Chandler. Zavala and Cade Mays. I'm thinking Icky probably is a better option than, of course, those two guys. And he's probably a better option uh, than Brady Christensen. So if you do move Icky into left guard, all right, well, then who's going to replace Icky Iquanu at left tackle? All right, you got the draft. You got the free agency coming up. We'll look at some of the options the Panthers have if they do indeed move Ikiyakuanu into guard here in just a moment And Locked on Panthers. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today I want to say how I'm really feeling about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week and Man, it's really cold. I'm kind of sick of the cold. I know it's good, it's wintertime, but it's cold outside and. I'm somebody who needs to be in warm weather, which is why I live here in North Carolina. But we do have seasons all. That's all great and all. So that's something I want to get off my chest. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So you want to move Iki Aquanu inside to guard. That's what a lot of Panther fans have been saying for months on end without providing any substance behind it. Now I did talk about how, what are you going to do? Ray Christensen, what are you going to do with Austin Corbett? You giving up on Cade Mays, Chandler Zavala? I mean, I probably would. So you move him into guard, all right? You got him. You potentially have Christensen as well. You got Corbett. You got three three solid guards, you would think. What are you going to do at left tackle? You have only spent the last decade trying to find a replacement after Jordan Gross retired. You've dealt with the Byron Bells and Nate Chandlers, Mike Rimmers, who single-handedly lost the Super Bowl for the Carolina Panthers. You've dealt with the Blind Side, Michael Orr, the rent-to-tackle Russell O'Kung. You've dealt with Dennis Daly. You've dealt with Greg Little. On and on and on and on. The carousel, the turnstile, figuratively and literally there at left tackle. So let's do it again. Hell yeah, Panther Nation. I'm super excited about that. What options do you have? We have the draft. and you have free agency starting off with option number two the draft Carolina Panthers have the 33rd overall pick in the 2024 draft things can change we'll see when the new GM comes in here the new coach comes in here what they want to do with the Panthers only having six draft picks they have their own second round pick their own third round pick their own fourth round pick San Francisco's fifth round pick Tennessee's fifth round pick and Arizona's sixth round pick those are the six picks they have not enough The Panthers need a lot more, and we understand how they got in this situation. His name is Scott Fitterer, and he's gone. So with the draft, if the Panthers want to take a tackle, there's a lot of options. I was looking at Dane Brugler of The Athletic. He's been here on the show before. Probably going to try and talk to him at some point once we get closer to the draft. Uh, But he had a two-round mock draft that came out on Wednesday looking at potential options for a lot of the teams and I counted nine different tackles he currently has going in the first round, Joe Alt from Notre Dame. You have Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Alabama's JC Latham. He's a right tackle, though. So, not really on our board. Georgia's Amarius Mims. That is a guy I would love to have. He's a left tackle. He's fantastic. Oregon State's Talius Fuaga, but he's a right tackle, potentially a guard. Kind of sounds a lot like Ike Kwanu. Oklahoma State's Tyler Guyton. Washington's Troy Fatanu. BYU's Kingsley Suomatai. He a right tackle. Arizona's Jordan Morgan, who's also. One of those tackle guard combinations, not a guy that really would be on the board. The hope is that someone like Troy Fatanu falls to you at 33 or maybe Tyler Guyton is there for you. At 33, God knows, maybe Joe Alt, Some can we frame Joe Alt? Can we frame Olu Fashanu or Marius Mims? Not for anything serious, but something dumb enough that the NFL would be like, oh, I don't know, maybe a pause. Can we say that they hate football? Because there's nothing these NFL draft evaluators hate more than players who don't necessarily love the game. Like, oh, my God, that player has another interest. Can he play football? Will he ever be focused on this? God forbid they have a life outside the game. Um, So maybe... We can start putting that out there on Twitter. Go ahead. Get the Twitter fingers going and start putting out some of these salacious things that really aren't salacious that might get those NFL weirdos thinking, oh, I don't know if I can take this guy. So we could get Joe Alt or Marius Mims. But that's not going to happen. It's a pipe dream for the Carolina Panthers. The hope is that maybe a Troy Fitanu just doesn't grade out Tess well. But what matters is the tape and what they look like actually playing the game. Look at a guy like Puka Nakua. That dude does not hit any of the sort of measurables. Maybe height and size-wise, but as far as speed, the agility, what you're looking for, he doesn't do it. But when you watch him play at Washington, when you watch him play at Utah, you knew that good guy could play. And then looking at what he did at the Rams this year, obviously stunning because he set a rookie record, but the dude can ball. Let's not get too caught up in the three-cone drill. How did that work out for the league when they decided, ah, oh, DK Metcalf, three-cone drill, let's get focus on that. He's too big. Yeah, the dude's a stud. But um, those are options, but it doesn't look like they're really going to be options. Uh, looking at the second round, he had three guys that were – Potential options there. You have Houston's Patrick Paul, who was a Goliath. The dude's like six seven. That would be interesting at thirty three potentially. You have Kansas's uh, Dominic Pooney, who has started at left tackle and left guard. So there's concerns there whether he actually is someone who's going to be purely a left tackle. You have um, some tackle from Yale. Don't know how to say his name at all. Now, I butchered some names already. I have no idea how to say this man's name, but that's another option for the Carolina Panthers. You wait to the third round, or are you wanting to actually find your franchise tackle in the first or second round? That would make the most sense. They already tried the first round with, uh, of course, Iki Kwoner. They tried it back with Greg Little in the second round. It's just so exhausting when it comes to the draft options. And at 33, I know you're probably thinking right now, well, Julian... Who's Bryce Young going to throw to? Well, does it matter if he's on his ass? No, the answer is no, guys. The answer is no. It's a line of scrimmage game. And unless you can win up front, you can't win at all. And the Panthers got their ass whooped up and down the field all season long up front, which is why they went 2-15, and 15, among many other things, like the receivers being bad. And we've been over this before. So those are the draft options for the Carolina Panthers, at least early on. Hopefully someone drops. Maybe the Panthers get in the first round. Don't know how they'll do that. We can talk about it throughout the rest of the offseason. But option number three to me. Um, if they want to go out there and fix the left tackle issue, if they want to move Ikiakuanu into the left guard or right guard, wherever they want to put him, uh, free agency. Now, the free agent class, there's, of course, a bunch of old dudes. Dwayne Brown, 39 years old. I think he's uh, a little bit too long in a tooth for me. I'm good. Trent Brown, 31, could be an option, but not really that great. Tyron Smith, been really good in Dallas. He's a free agent. He could command a decent salary, but that's one of those players where this is going to be a situation where I feel like if you're a left tackle in the league and you feel like you still have something to give and knowing how important the position is, you are going to end up on a contending team. I don't think Carolina is going to be your option. So Tyron Smith, maybe he ends up in Carolina. I'm not going to rule it out. But if he believes in the league, believes he still got something He's probably not going to end up here with the 2-15 Carolina Panthers. Andrews Pete down in New Orleans. He's available. you got Cornelius Lucas up in Washington. Their offensive line was really bad, so that's probably not what you're looking for. George Fant, he's traveled around. Hasn't been great. Donovan Smith, he was in Tampa. Now he's back to being a free agent again. Possibly that could make sense for the Carolina Panthers. So those are some of the older options. All those guys, Brown is 39. Uh, but, well, Trent is 31, Dwayne's 39, Tyron Smith, 34, Andrews Pete, 31, Cornelius Lucas, 33, George Fant, 32, Donovan Smith, 31. And we have seen guys like Andrew Whitworth be damn near 40, and maybe he actually was 40, and still be able to ball and help the Rams win a Super Bowl. The Panthers aren't in that situation right now. They want to find somebody. I think it would make sense looking at just the lack of draft picks and probably and what the priority right now that this can change once they get a general general manager and head coach and once we actually go through free agency in about two months this can change what they want to do at 33 but right now the priority at 33 and I'm probably guessing by the time they get there will be wide receiver so drafting a tackle early enough to be your starter probably not in the cards of the Carolina Panthers right now so what would make sense is okay fine George Fant you traveled around you're maybe not an upgrade uh but we'll give you a chance I think bringing in a veteran makes sense not having a veteran that hurt the Panthers this year like Cam Irving we knew that he was not going to be better than Iki Aquana we know who Cam Irving is we totally understand that I understand that but here's the thing the Panthers didn't have another option this year all year long when people are talking about move Iki to guard move Iki to guard who are you gonna play you will put David Sharp out there. you can put Il Manning at the end of the season out there. We can put Ricky Lee from A&T. Like, there weren't options. The Panthers need to have an option. They need to have another option at left tackle. They cannot go into another season where if they would have lost Icky, they were, man, I wish I could curse. They were bleep. Now they were already kind of screwed anyways. But still, if they don't have an option, then it doesn't help. Competition, that can breed excellence. Bring in some competition, I think be a free agency, not the draft, whether you keep Icky there or not, or if you move him in, you're going to have to find probably two guys to compete at that position. And we'll see how that goes. My confidence level is not high. So there's another option. You can move him to guard. You can draft somebody, pick up somebody in free agency, which I think they should do. Or you know what, y'all? You could find a way to make it work. So, Let's talk about finding a way to make it work. Of okay, Kwanu at left tackle here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question: What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy in fact that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete Peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal of out hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Y'all, I've used Game Time. Went to a Clemson game this past year with it. It was awesome. Being able to see where my seat would be at Death Valley was phenomenal. Went to see the Hornets play, unfortunately, with Game Time, and got a pretty good deal. So check it out last minute. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN. NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, Guaranteed. We are here today to fix the Carolina Panthers' Icky Aquanu problem, and that assumes that you believe the Carolina Panthers have an Icky Aquanu problem. Icky gave up 11 sacks. That's third most in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. He gave up 44 pressures. Not ideal, but he's been durable. Has not missed a game, has not missed a snap. The man has been very good. And when you talk about durability, there has been a lack of durability at left tackle. I'll give him credit for being out there, and that's a lot about Taylor Moten. He's been available. He's been good, uh, but he's also been available. Panthers have had good players not be available. Look in the secondary uh, to figure that problem out as well. So being available is certainly better than being Matt Khalil who wasn't available. It's better than being um, Mike Rimmers, who's just bad. It was better than being the blind side, Michael Orr, who also was fine but not available a lot of times. Like availability has been probably, uh, aside from just the pure like talent level or lack thereof at left, left tackle, that has been like, the biggest problem they've had with left tackles since Jordan Gross decided uh, to get skinny again and no longer play left tackle for the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. So the Panthers could move Iki Ikuanu into guard, and that would then draw questions as to what you do with Brady Christensen, Austin Corbett, his future here, and then, okay, Cade Mays, Chandler Are we good with them? Is that that's it for those guys? Or they just keep learning? You could also, if you do that, then have to figure out How to replace him. The draft is an option. The Panthers don't have a lot of draft picks or first-round picks. That's going to make that hard. Uh, Free agency, there are options out there. I don't think great options, aging options. Is that good enough for you? I think they probably should bring in a veteran to at least push Icky or have a secondary option if it doesn't work out. And the fourth option is what we're talking about right now. They could make it work. Yeah, they could make it work. How about that? The novel concept of not just giving up on something – because it didn't go well after one year. There's been scenarios where someone looked great one year, not great one year, and they came back and they looked good. That's happened. So I don't see why that can't be the case with Ike Kwanu. And sure, you can still believe, and it could still very well be true that he could be better at guard and that he could be a serviceable well tackle. Um, but we've seen Ike Kwanu play good football. We have seen him play good football. According to Pro Football Focus... Overall, he was a better player than he was a year prior, even though he gave up more pressures, and he allowed, of course, more sacks, and we saw him struggle. And it's it didn't help this year. Clearly, the coaching staff didn't do their job. Because if you have a player who is struggling, you have to help them. And for Thomas Brown, who interviewed for the Titans' job on Thursday, by the way, virtually, he came out and said, the final week of the season, yeah, I could have done more to help Icky. Which... Oh my God! It just boggles my mind how you could sit there for 17 weeks, 16 games, and watch what was happening play out, and not do anything to help him. So helping Icky, which is they what they did a lot the year prior, they, that's something they got to think about. And yeah, you don't want your left tackle to be someone you have to always constantly help, and you he would rather than be able to be out in an island. I understand all of that. Well, remember that offensive line is a developmental position, and maybe you don't even know that, but offensive line is a developmental p- position. It takes time to figure out whether these guys can work out. I know Tyler Smith, they in Dallas. He's moving to guard, and it's possible Dallas decides if they are going to let Tyron Smith leave that, okay, Tyler, let's give it another chance. you got to give these guys time to develop. And I know as fans and as observers, everyone, you want the instant gratification. Okay, you're a first-round pick. Go out there and prove it right away. Like, Rashawn Slater is somebody who ideally doesn't necessarily look like the type of guy. But Frank Smith, who the Panthers might bring in, he found a way to work with him. And what was he, a pro bowler? His 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 rookie year there with the Chargers? So if Frank Smith comes to Carolina, Frank Smith could work of Ikea Kwanu, and you could make it work at left tackle. I've always believed the best coaches find a way to put their players in the best position. And I totally understand that some guys just cannot cut it at a certain position, at a certain level. But we have seen Ikea Kwanu cut it at that position, at this level. So why can't he do it moving forward? That's my thing. He's a hometown guy. And I don't think that's really playing as something, but I'm certainly rooting for him. Not just because he's hometown. I mean, first and foremost, because, yeah, hell yeah, he's from Charlotte. Charlotte over everything. Charlotte over the Panthers, over NC State, all over, all of that kind of stuff. The dude's a Charlotte guy just like me. And you know what? Yeah, some identify with him well before I'm ever going to care about whether he's a Panther, whether he's a Wolfpack, any of that kind of stuff. The dude's from Charlotte. He's from North Carolina, and I rock with him. So I want to see him succeed. Absolutely, and I don't want to see the Panthers find a way to make it make it work. Because looking at the other options, the draft, they just don't really have the capital, and they're not in position to get that guy. Maybe they could. Maybe they find a diamond interrupt in the third round. Maybe they are, they decide at thirty three if they're able to get the receiver situation figured out that they can take a guy there at thirty three. Someone falls to him, and that works out. Maybe they get an old aging, long in a tooth veteran who has a late stage career renaissance and figures a situation out for the next three years. And then the Panthers figure it out from then. But I'm just so tired of the constant churn at left tackle. And my, you know, angst and just the way I feel about it shouldn't necessarily be the, the, the decision the Panthers make. And it's not. I don't think they're not listening to me, obviously. But it really shouldn't cloud everything. But I want to make it work. Just trying to change it out every year, as we've seen, hasn't worked. Make it work of A.K. Quantu. I think they can do that. I certainly do. For me, that is the option I would like to see the Carolina Panthers do. I still think they should bring in a veteran. Absolutely. You need to have some sort of insurance and just get better overall depth. Something we'll talk about here on a couple of these shows coming up as we continue to talk about how to fix the Panthers offensive line this offseason. But I want to see the Panthers make it work with Ikea Quantu. The guy's got the talent. There's a way, there's a coach out there, coaches out there that can get him to play at his best and can get him to be a good left tackle for the Carolina Panthers. Doesn't he be an all-pro? Doesn't he be a pro bowler? Hell, Moten's never been, and we like Taylor Moten. Just get someone who's not going to be a liability, and I think that someone can be Ike Iquanu if you can coach it out of them. That's my that's my opinion. That's my story. That's what I'm sticking to. Ike Iquanu, yeah, they have a problem right now, but that problem could also end up being their solution long-term, but it's on the organization to figure it out. So there you go. That's what we can do. We <laughs> that's what the Panthers could do with Giaquanu this off season. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours Julie Julian Council. Subscribe and follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, and be sure to check out the show tomorrow as will be the weekly Friday mailbag. Either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, as always, and forever, y'all, keep pounding.